broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Chattanooga, Tennessee, it's time for Chattanooga Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. Hello and welcome to another exciting and informative edition of Chattanooga Business Radio. Today is Monday, the ninth day of November, and I'm your host today, Ryan McPherson. We are broadcasting live from the Hamilton County Business Development Center here on the North Shore in downtown Chattanooga. we got a great lineup of guests uh, in studio this morning, uh, so we want to briefly introduce them before we get into our interviews. First, seated to my radio left, is Timothy Capria. Good morning, Timothy. Good morning. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Uh, good. Please share with our listeners just uh, briefly what you'll be talking to the, them about today. Sure. I'm going to be talking about intellectual property, in particular patent law. Patent law. How long have you been doing that? About two years. Two years. And what's, what are you most passionate about with this doing patent law? Probably procuring rights on behalf of clients and counseling clients on what IP is good for them. Okay, very interesting. I know that's a lot of layers to it, can be very complex, but I'm sure you're the man to talk to to get our listeners uh, uh, dialed into exactly what they need to know about intellectual property law. So please stick with us as I also introduce Monty Brule. He's Chief Marketing Officer with Rapid RMS. Good morning, Monty. Morning, Ryan. How are you today? Excellent. Thank you so much for joining us. Please tell our listeners what Rapid RMS is. Well, our company is all about helping retailers optimize their business, optimize their profits, optimize their sales, really using data to be better managers of their retail operation. Big data, small businesses, it doesn't really compute together. Well, you know, a lot of big data is is used and it's becoming increasingly important. But if you're going to be a competitive small business owner, then you really need to be in that game as well. And our product, Rapid RMS, which is a cloud and iPad based point of sale system, really is the gateway to helping you manage your business better. I bet it is. And we look forward to hearing more about that in great detail. Uh, you are the man to talk to about that. So please stay right there as we now turn our attention to our leadoff interview. And her name is Catherine Allison. She is owner and designer with RangeMark. Good morning, Catherine. Hi, Ryan. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks. All right. So RangeMark, this is very interesting. You are into textile design. And, uh, and and bringing that to the market. So please share with our listeners uh, how you're doing that. Yeah, so I am a pattern designer, and that's kind of how I got started, was I wanted to create patterns for fabric. And instead of going and getting a job with some big company, um, I decided to just do it myself. And so I learned how to screen print and started putting my patterns onto fabric and making it into an actual finished product and then going and selling that to not only the end consumer, um, but also to stores. Very interesting. Is this something you've been passionate about your whole life? I've kind of been artistic and designing things and then just turned that into a career? Yeah, I definitely have um, been artistic and been um, interested in art my entire life. It wasn't until college that I um, decided that kind of the outworking of that would be fabric design. Fabric design. And these are handcrafted fabric designs of all types that people can use for any type of home decor, right? Yeah. So the products that we uh, make include dish towels, cloth napkins, table runners, aprons, pot holders, throw pillows, mm -hmm. all, all kinds of different kitchen textiles and, um, Things for the living room and any and kind of design whether you're trying to be something really fancy or you want something a little more rustic kind of feel you can do that yeah um i mean i i definitely have a certain design aesthetic and look what and would you call your certain design <laughs> aesthetic and look um 
It is a little bit organic. Okay. Um, it's kind of a, a popular word these days, but... Um, well, describe for our listeners, what do you mean by organic? <laughs> yeah, so, well, I just am really drawn to curvy lines, um, and I'm, def- I'm inspired by things in nature. I see. Um, so, just organic shapes and... And material. I see subject. natural, uh, you know, natural elements, uh, natural products that you're using, all kind of coming together for a design that has a natural feel to it. Yes, definitely. Uh, what are some of your most popular designs? Oh, um, they're actually usually not my favorite designs. <laughs> they're not. <laughs> yeah, um, which is interesting. But yeah, usually things that can appeal to a wide market. Um, mm-hmm. So both younger younger women and also like my grandmother mm-hmm. um there's certain designs that um are traditional but with a little bit of an edge um so it a- a- appeals to a lot of different your grandma people. likes things with an edge to it <laughs> well it's enough traditional that she likes it nice right but then there's enough of a little you know a little edge that younger people also like and it. i'm sure your grandma supports you as well and all your products she's probably bought one of everything <laughs> yeah. that you've made uh-huh. but uh, walk us through the process a little bit about you know where is it sit down and drawing and then how does that come to life which is then in something someone could buy yeah so the awesome thing about having my own business and being being my own boss is that I can kind of create a new pattern whenever the inspiration strikes. I don't have a lot of pressure to do it, you know, one pattern a week or anything like that. So I can just sit down when mm-hmm. the inspiration comes and create something. Um, and then, yeah, so once I have a pattern, I then get it screen printed. So I started off doing it all in my basement, but now I'm working with a screen printing studio in California. Oh, you are? Mm-hmm. So you send them the design. I send them the okay. design, and they screen print it still by hand, um, but by the yard. So they'll send me big bolts of my fabric mm-hmm. um, with my pattern on it by the yard. And then in my studio here in Chattanooga, I cut it down to the different products and then send it off to seamstresses also in Chattanooga. Um, So just different women Mm -hmm. that I know in the community who sew it into the final product. Right. And, and you pay in these people? Yes. Okay. That's good. So, um, yeah. so there must be a lot of good product that's out there that uh, people can purchase. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do they see your artwork or your home decor designs? And then how do they purchase it? Yeah. So if you're in Chattanooga, Sophie's shop, which is on the North Shore on North Market Street, they, um, they supply my products. So you can just walk right in there and buy from them. You can also go to my website, which is rangemarktextiles.com. Mm-hmm. You can purchase online. Um, that's a great way. Or you can email me and come by my studio and ch- take a look at things there. Very good. And so how long have you been uh, doing this? About two years. Okay. In two years, you've seen some really good growth, some good <laughs> feedback from the community. Where do you see, see yourself going in the next two years with this company? Yeah. Um, well, I would yeah, just really like to continue... To grow, I'm selling nationally to stores all over the country, um, and I would like to continue that and also get into some larger stores, um, even though everything is hand-printed and yeah. not made super cheap 
currently in you know a factory overseas, I still think that I can um, break into the market and really sell on a larger scale um, at large retail stores around the country. I believe you can. We're talking with Catherine Allison. She is owner and designer with Rangemark. They are a textile design studio that was born out of passion from Catherine's uh, making inspired for her great-grandfather's coastal Maine painting studio, the same name. Is that right? That is. So a little bit of a history there, mm-hmm. uh, something that inspired you, and then now you've carried it over into uh, these great designs. Yeah. Um, so that's good. And with the holiday season coming up, are you looking to kind of get a lot of product out there to some of the consumers so they can enjoy these as gift-giving yes. for the holidays? They make great gifts. Um, that's usually what people buy them most often for is a gift. And mm-hmm. so I do have have for the first time ever um, special holiday designs and patterns. Oh, well, tell um, us about those. What do yeah. they look like and what can they uh, what yeah. do they involve? Um, one of them is a more organic um, pine uh, design, so inspired by uh, Christmas tree and pine mm-hmm. needles. And mm-hmm. um, another one is a more ornamental looking design. And yeah, they're just in some fun gold, metallic gold colors and the traditional um, red and green. Um, so yeah, and I would encourage listeners to go ahead and get those purchased today, yes. so you have them arrive in time to decorate your house for the holiday yes, season. Um, and if you're looking to give gifts as well, mm-hmm. uh, make sure you go check out her website, so you can go ahead and start purchasing those for yep. your grandmother, or even said some of those younger folks. What are the younger folks liking these days? Yeah. Um, well, one of my newest products is sets of coasters, so they're actual cloth coasters. Um, double-sided with linen and a cotton hemp blend and they come in a set of four Mm -hmm. and they're just really practical they're um, they're really functional and easy to wash and absorbent and that's what I find um, it's a little bit less intimidating than a set of napkins for your dining table or anything yeah four coasters for those beer drinkers out there (laughs) or set their cocktail on the side table how much those cost they um, currently are $21. Okay, so yeah, but, but they're unique. They're like a one, one of a kind, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Each one has been specially made by someone that I know. Yeah, um, been spring, screen printed in, in California, yep. hand sewn in Tennessee, yep. and then packaged and sold with, with Catherine and uh, Range Mark and, uh, um, and her company there. So, uh, and, and again, uh, the holiday season, anything you're looking forward to or anything, uh, you're going to be working hard. Are you going to be taking some time to yourself? What are you going to be doing? Yeah, definitely working hard, um, now through the middle of December, um, mm-hmm. doing a lot of, um, special holiday markets, throwing a holiday party slash shopping spree at, um, my, my office space that is actually a creative co-working space that I share with several other businesses. We're going to throw a big party and have some other people selling things. Nice. Um, yeah. well, we got to get some of your co-workers uh, on Business Radio yeah, X and definitely. Chattanooga Business Radio. Yes. We love talking to artists and uh, mm-hmm. up-and-coming businesses, and uh, you're doing good things there with Rangemark. Uh, and one final question for you before we get out. How about Chattanooga as a whole and the business community here and the culture, and what are your thoughts on uh, where you see it today and where you may see it going in the future? Yeah. Um, well, I actually moved back to Chattanooga because of the startup community and support for um, for entrepreneurs. I was an artist and an art major in school and had no business experience. And so I knew that if I wanted to start my own business, I really needed to learn a lot. 
And so that's why I decided to move back to Chattanooga with the company lab and the BDC. There's just great resources um, that are really conducive to creative entrepreneurs, um, which is one of the, the main reasons why I wanted to be here and be a part of those things. And yeah, I mean, it's really, there's a lot of exciting stuff going on with the innovation district. And um, there is a lot of um, emphasis on tech startups. And so I would love to be a part of more growth in um, creative entrepreneurs, because mm -hmm. um, that's, you know, that's where I am. Um, but there already is a great um, amount of support for for creative entrepreneurs, um, and hopefully, yeah, that can grow even more. I agree. Here in Chattanooga, the startup community, the business culture, everybody here is well-connected. And, and you're right, startups don't have to be just in the tech space. You yeah. can be starting uh, an artistic endeavor like yourself mm -hmm. and be a startup and still be out there you know, gleaning information from your other colleagues out here in yeah. Chattanooga, supporting one another in their entrepreneurial dreams. So, uh, again, Catherine Allison from Range Mark, uh, please share with our listeners how they can find out more information about you and your products yeah so like i said earlier you can go to my website which is rangemarktextiles.com and also a great way to keep up to date day to day with what i'm doing is through our instagram and that is just rangemark rangemark on yep. instagram yep uh facebook yeah twitter um i am on twitter okay. rangemark underscore okay um but yeah and i share all my instagrams but really instagram being a, you know, a product-based business, um, it's a great way to just visually see see what's going on every day and no, keep up to date I, that way. I agree, and, and it's a, a great platform to connect with like-minded individuals yes, as well. Definitely. So, So thank you so much, Catherine, thank for you. taking time today. My pleasure. Wish you much success going forward here in Chattanooga with your company and your designs. And if we, you know of anyone else, like I said, we can help. Yeah. Please send them our way. We'd love to feature them here on Chattanooga Business will, Radio. Definitely. Thanks All so right. much, Ryan. You're welcome. And stay, stay with us. I remind our listeners, as uh, you're out there listening to the program, make sure you are tweeting us at Business Radio X. Today we're using the hashtag Chattanooga Business Radio. Um, all these interviews as well as all of our past interviews are housed on the website chattanooga.businessradiox.com. Now it's my distinct pleasure to introduce our second guest. His name is Monty Bruel and he's Chief Marketing Officer with Rapid RMS. Please uh, share with our listeners again, Monty, what is Rapid RMS? Well, most of your listeners will know Rapid RMS as a point of sale system, so the cash register at their local retailer. Unlike a cash register, we're pretty high tech. We are iPad and cloud based, so you never lose your data. Mm -hmm. uh, you can access your data securely and remotely. Um, and people may be familiar with certain brands like Square or Lightspeed or Shopkeep. Those are great for one location, low volume, mm -hmm. mom and pop kinds of operations. But the second you start to manage a lot of inventory, you get a second location, you really need something more than that. You outgrow those systems very, very quickly. And with Rapid RMS, we can actually manage a whole chain of convenience stores on our platform. We love inventory. We give our customers unlimited SKUs in our inventory management system. And we really just want to help our clients optimize the business. We use that word over and over mm -hmm. again because it's it's not about you know getting the most. It's 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 not just you know one number that 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 works for everybody. We we want the client to decide what business they want, what's great for them, and we help them produce the optimal result. 
Interesting. So if you're a multiple store owner or selling lots of product, and this is a, a cloud-based system that you can access both from your store location or your home location, this seems like the operation uh, operating system for you for your point of sales. Absolutely. And if you've ever priced a, a, a cloud-based point-of-sale system that can manage multiple locations, you're talking about really, really serious money. It can cost you, you know, ten, fifteen, even twenty thousand dollars per register to have that kind of system. Mm. Um, we come in at, a, at way lower than that. You, you have, of course, uh, hardware costs. All of our hardware you can buy off the shelf, so you don't have to pay extra because we've got proprietary hardware. You can go to Best Buy, pick mm. up a couple of iPads, uh, get a receipt printer, and you're in business. But we offer a monthly uh, uh, software as a service platform. So, so for you know forty nine dollars a month, you can have a state of the art point of sale system, and you're not out of pocket fifteen thousand dollars. And I think that is probably a big hurdle that most retailers are out there wishing they didn't have to jump over uh, the price that it takes to get that you know re reliable you know talking system that talks amongst all the different points of sales, um, and you can just do that for a fraction of the cost. What about the training? involved for all this how long does that take and how intricate is that well you know if you are particularly a young person who is accustomed to to using a uh, a, a notebook computer then you know, you know an ipad then you're going to learn our system very very easily if you're long in the tooth like i am <laughs> then then maybe you've got to play around with it for um for a little bit but in every case when we've installed a system and we've gone in to train the staff probably within 30 minutes to an hour the staff has sort of taken over the training they're they're saying oh yes i see if i do this you know i can i can see this in my inventory management so it's very intuitive you, it takes very little thought once you've gotten used to to working with the system and, and uh, that is good to know because it, that is it makes their job easier as an associate in that store um, not having to be you know fumbling over some of these computer programs just to make a sale uh, for one item and and it sounds like you said this is very intuitive uh, associates at the retail locations can pick it up quickly and uh, begin to just go back to their regular day of work. Absolutely. If you're a retailer, you want to be selling merchandise. You don't mm -hmm. want to be learning a system. That's right. And, and so our system is very easy, and we want you focused on your core business, not on uh, setting up an IT department because you bought a new uh, point-of-sale system. Now, what about here in Chattanooga? Are you servicing uh, businesses outside the community or only here in the city? We're, of course, headquartered here in Chattanooga. But we have uh, customers uh, all around the United States. Uh, we've got about uh, 20 customers in Kansas City, uh, which has been a good market for us. And uh, you can find this uh, throughout the Southeast primarily. Excellent. So you're, you're rapidly expanding and going into other markets. Um, and uh, another thing that's happening here that we're familiar with at Business Radio X is the implementation of the chip into these new credit cards out there. EMV. How, yeah. How is that uh, affecting your business? Well, I have to say that the credit card industry as a whole was not very well prepared for EMV. Um, right now, this October, if you are a retailer with a point of sale system in your store, then you have to be ready to accept uh, credit cards that have the chip. Now, if you are a convenience store operator and you've got pay at the pump, you've got a little longer. You don't have to be EMV compliant until October of 2017. Okay. But 
Um, all of our systems are already totally EMV compliant. We actually are developing some pretty interesting uh, payment options uh, targeted toward pay at the pump. I can't reveal those today, <laughs> but uh, but as we get closer to October of 2017, you're going to hear about uh, Rapid RMS and the role we're going to play in helping independent convenience stores all across the country become compliant at a fraction of the cost of the traditional uh, methodologies. Very nice. You'll have to come uh, back on the show here, Chattanooga Business Radio, and share the breaking news yeah, with that's our right. listeners that's uh, right. when your time to launch uh, that new uh, new software and whatnot there. So we look forward to that. Um, now, let's go back up here a little minute and talk about your background. Is it in the software side of things? Is it in the retail management side of things? What brought you to uh, to Rapid RMS and then uh, take it from here? Well, I would have to say a, a, a couple of things. One, my background is primarily in, in marketing. Uh, I worked for many years for the largest Coca-Cola bottler, uh, which was headquartered here in Chattanooga. Um, but then I got the entrepreneurial bug. Mm -hmm. And so if you, if you look at my resume, you'll see that, that I've done everything from uh, commercial construction to magazine publishing, and now I'm so happy to be a part of this technology startup, Rapid RMS. Yeah, and, and so let's talk about the behind-the-scenes thing. Where is the technology that you guys are leading this uh, charge? Is it in the software of things? Is the implementation of it to the actual retailers? Uh, what, what, where, where's your kind of uh, wheelhouse, so to speak, when it comes to um, your products and services? So now everybody probably has a smartphone and they have a smart TV. Mm -hmm. So that means at some point you're dealing with a dumb phone and a <laughs> dumb TV. Well, we're the next generation of point of sale. So if you're, if you're looking at a cash register or you're looking at a PC based point of sale system, you haven't come into the smart era of point of sale yet. So what we offer is really in the software side because again, most retailers don't understand just how much money they have tied up in their inventory. And when a vendor comes in, when your distributor comes in and says, I've got a deal, they mean it's a deal for them. It's not a deal for you. You need the data to know whether or not you should take that discounted case because that deal is only a deal if you can sell the merchandise. If that is going to sit in your stock room for the next year, it wasn't such a good deal for you. Yeah. So we give all of our customers, the management tools they need to really, as I've said, optimize the, the performance of their business. Yeah, so your software is really setting yourself apart from your competition out there. Oh, absolutely. I have yet to make the sales call or talk to uh, a reta retailer who couldn't be made better off by our product, oh. particularly at our price point. Again, if you've got deep pockets and you want to go to NCR or you want IBM to design a custom uh, point of sale system for you, sure, you can you can spend that kind of money and you can have that. But for the budgets of your average everyday liquor store owner, vitamin shop owner, mm -hmm. tobacco shop owner, for those individuals, we are a bargain. Our system should pay for itself when you when you buy Rapid RMS. And how are you out there actively marketing your uh, services to these organizations, or how does business find you? Well, currently we're offering a free trial on iTunes. Um, Customers can go to rapidrms.com and access that download as well. Uh, and quite frankly, we do a lot of word of mouth business. When, 
when our customers get accustomed to using our product, then they're eager to to pass on the good news to to their friends and family. So good referrals, just continuing doing good work, servicing the community. You find that business keeps coming back to you. Absolutely. Right. But what about trying to get into these other markets? You mentioned you're in Kansas City. That's kind of a long ways from Chattanooga. How would you find yourself getting a foothold there? And what are there some other markets you may would like to get into going forward in 2016? Well, the the first account that we got in Kansas City was a referral, mm-hmm. and uh, and as I said, you know, uh, you know, people talk about the global economy. It's it's nothing for someone to have a convenience store in Chattanooga, but maybe have a family member in Seattle who also has a convenience mm-hmm. store. And because we're cloud based, uh, you can download our, our our software without our physically having to be there. We really have no geographic limitations in terms of the market area that we can service. That's great. So uh, we certainly think that this is uh, bringing that element of sophistication and reliability to the small business. Um, Just like you said, instead of going with these big organizations out there and paying tens of thousands of dollars, you can get that same platform, but customized to you and your retail location, no matter what it may be or how many products you may have. Absolutely. Um, and, and again, I want to emphasize the, the, the cloud-based portion of it. A lot of people are afraid of the cloud. They think, well, my data is existing out there on some server and it's, and it's vulnerable. But with our product, we have point-to-point encryption. Your data, your customer's credit card data, it's never stored anywhere on our system. It's encrypted from the time you swipe the credit card and uh, until it goes to uh, the ultimate uh, credit card processor. So, so you know, we're we're much safer. I mean, if you've got a PC-based uh, point of sale system, someone can spill a Coke on it right now, and that'll mm-hmm. be the end of your data. <laughs> yeah. So keep those Coca Colas away from the uh, cash register if you're uh, on that type of setup over there. Now, uh, one question that I have for you that I know a lot of our listeners out there are wondering as well, especially those who are in business, is uh, what can the average retailer do right now to increase their profits by at least ten percent? Well, the the most important thing, again, is effectively managing your inventory, because if you think that there are certain products on your shelves that you haven't sold in the last six months, I guarantee you when we check it, it's going to be really the last year that that Mm. product has been sitting there. So the very first thing that you can do to increase your profit is is by you know having superior inventory management. Um, the other thing that I would say is a lot of times uh, when a business is growing, you start off and you just have family members working uh, in the uh, in the store. So you may not be concerned with efficiencies. You may not have a lot of employee controls. But as you begin to hire non-family member employees, putting those proper financial controls in place and and operating your business efficiently are very important. And again. Our system does the thinking for you. You don't have to be there thinking that. You know, all you have to do is set certain parameters, and then Rapid RMS will do the rest. Yeah, talking about over inventory or overstocking, that sounds like my refrigerator. You know, if I could just have the same system, so I'd stop buying all the stuff that just lives in the back of the refrigerator and never gets used, I would uh, be able to manage my money a little differently. So this really, you know, puts it in perspective for folks uh, how much inventory you have, where it is, how fast it's moving, and what you can do to kind of streamline those operations. Exactly. 
Exactly. I mean, here we are, you know, a week after Halloween. I'm sure there are a bunch of retailers looking at a bunch of Halloween candy <laughs> saying, I wish I hadn't ordered, you know, quite so much of this. And what am, am I going to do with this? Yeah. So, you know, with a an inventory management, management system, for example, you can look back at a particular date and you can see what did I sell on this date last year? What did I sell on this date two years ago? Mm-hmm. And it gives you an idea of the proper inventory that you should have on hand. Very good. And when in 2016 is uh, rapidly approaching us, where do you see rapid RMS going uh, in the next year or more? Well, you know, just like our customers, we are on a a high growth trajectory. Uh, We want to expand beyond the southeast. We want to establish a national footprint, of course, maintaining Chattanooga as as our home. And, uh, you know, the reviews of our product have been great. The reception from the market has been awesome. And uh, we're just, we couldn't be more happy or, or enthusiastic about what 2016 is going to hold for us. And we're excited for you. And I know good things are going to happen. And if we can help you here at Business Radio X, get the word out uh, about your mission and how you're changing the world of retailers and point of sale operating, operating system, please let us know. We'd be happy to feature you again or some of your happy clients out there um, about using your services. So Monty Brule with uh, Rapid RMS, he's Chief Marketing Officer. Please tell our listeners how they can find out more information about your services. Of course, listeners can always go to rapidrms.com. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash rapidrms. And you can follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash rapidrms. Definitely connect with them on the social media platforms out there. Also to include LinkedIn, RapidRMS, and Facebook, RapidRMS. Make sure you link up with them there. So thank you so much, Monty, once again for joining us here on Chattanooga Business Radio. Please come back uh, whenever your time allows or you have a new story to share. Ryan, thank you so much. It's been my pleasure. My pleasure as well. And listeners, remind them that you can go to uh, Twitter and follow us at Business Radio X. Today we're using the hashtag Chattanooga Business Radio. Also, this interview, as long as as well as our others, are housed on our website at chattanooga.businessradiox.com. So please check us out there. All right, now it's time for our headliner, and his name is Timothy Capria. He is an associate with Patterson Intellectual Property, and he does IP law. How are you doing, Timothy? Good. How are you? Excellent. So thank you for being so patient and waiting over here as we uh, talk to our previous guest. But now it's all about you and IP property, IP law. Tell us about how that how that works for you. Sure. So I'm an attorney at Patterson Intellectual Property Law, and we're an intellectual property law boutique. Mm-hmm. So we specialize in patents, trademarks, and copyrights, and obtaining those rights for our clients as well as enforcing them. Is this something you've always been interested in or just recently uh, got into this? So not always. I've always been interested in science. I have a bachelor's degree in biology. And as I was looking around at the landscape and what I wanted to do moving forward, um, I wanted something that was client focused and incorporated my science background and intellectual property is just that. So you, you're into science and law. That's correct. Right. That's a, two tricky uh, playing fields to be on. How do you manage to keep it all going? Um, well, both interest me. So I have an interest in science and an interest in law. And I think that interest is what drives my enthusiasm. That's right. And, you know, the science, there's always something new and different out there as where as well as the law changing all the time. Where do you go to stay current and up to date on what the new laws are as and the new science breakthroughs? Sure. So I check out news websites, um, both in patent law and in science. So I go to blogs and read about things there. And then if it's a really pertinent case to my field, I'll go and read the opinion from the court. 
Interesting. And so uh, there is a difference, though, with being an IP attorney and a patent attorney. Is that right? And what is the difference? So a patent attorney is a more narrow type of IP attorney. And patent attorneys must take a patent bar exam and pass that examination in order to represent clients in front of the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Now, patent is actually like a product or something you invented that's tangible, where IP is more an idea or a methodology that you've uh, come up with that can be uh, can be stamped with your your ownership. Is that right? Yes, and patents can cover methods as well as physical compositions or mechanical inventions. Uh, what's a day-to-day li- life like for you out there? You got your nose down in the trenches of some of these new breakthrough products? Or are you out there happily servicing some previous clients? Or what are you you know, consistently doing on a daily basis? So a little bit of both. Um, we're always trying to build our business and reach out to new clients. And we're also servicing existing clients and prosecuting patents. And prosecuting is a fancy word that means trying to obtain patents on behalf of our clients in this and in other countries. Do you find yourself in the courtroom at all? No. No. So you you prefer not to go and litigate in front of a jury? Correct. We do have a litigation arm of my firm that litigates IP issues. Um, That's not something I'm involved in right now. You're more the research and the technical behind the scenes and and, uh, guy who puts uh, the information together for that lawyer to go into the courtroom, I suppose. Correct. Very good. And uh, so how do I know I've got a product or I've, I've invented something? How do I know when it's time to contact someone like you to protect my, my product or my idea? Sure. Well, if you have an inkling that what you have may be patentable, the first thing that I always encourage potential clients to do is to go out there and do some research and see what's out there right now. Um, you can use google.com, google.com backslash patents, the uspto.gov's website, and see, you know, maybe you're doing it slightly differently, but it's always a good idea to know what's out there now. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe I can just go to LegalZoom.com and they can cover me, or they not provide these services. Um, I don't know if they will tell you what's out there now or provide an analysis of that. Right. That's why we need to contact a professional like yourself, a a, a firm that does uh, does this, Patterson Intellectual Property, someone who specializes in these type of uh, laws and patents. Correct. And typically when clients come to me and they've already done an analysis themselves of what's out there now, um, we do advise them to do what's called a patentability search and opinion, where we take a look at what's out there and then we render a professional opinion on whether we think it's likely patentable in view of the cited art. Before you maybe go ahead and and apply for that patent, you can tell whether it's it deserves a patent, I guess. Yes. Right. And uh, and are you servicing clients just here in Chattanooga or all over the country? All over the country. So we do have a substantial client base in Tennessee and in Chattanooga, but we have substantial clients outside of Tennessee. And there's a lot of industry here in Chattanooga that's unique to this community and culture. Are you covering uh, particularly the 3D printing industry? Are you covering anybody in those industries? Yes. I do know we have some meaningful clients in Chattanooga. Yes, very true. Now, we, we've seen them here in the Chattanooga Business Radio X studio before and hear about it all the time on the television and the radio. And so we just know that here there is a thriving uh, startup community and culture that you're probably finding a good uh, service or providing your services to them for. Yes. Very good. Um, and so uh, what are some other things that uh, I should know before I begin to apply for that patent? Sure. Well, first thing is that um, you never want to disclose what's going to be in your patent application to anyone publicly prior to patenting it or applying for the application. 
So if you do disclose for business reasons, ensure that you have a non-disclosure agreement in place and that the other party knows that it's confidential information. Oh, very interesting. And um, here at the Hamilton County Business Development Center, there's lots of new businesses, lots of new ideas. Um, are you actively out there marketing your service to them? Because they may not know that they need your help just yet, but uh, are you out there letting them know that you're, you're there if they need them? Yes, we are. And it's always a balance with clients to figure out what is IP and what is worth applying for. And some of that we rely on our clients to tell us. So what is your innovation? What it is that you're doing that sets you aside or is new? Mm -hmm. And we use that to tell a story in our patent application of this is the problem that's in the art. This is what the invention is directed to. And this is why it deserves a patent. Right. And telling the story is very much part of it. You know, that's what we do here at Business Radio X. We help tell the story. But you've got to do the same thing when you're applying for that patent uh, from the U.S. government is tell the story of that particular product or, or, or person that they got going on there. So um, we're talking with Timothy Capria. He's an associate with Patterson Intellectual Property here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And let's get your thoughts about Chattanooga, the business community here, the culture and where you may see it going uh, next year or more. Sure. I think Chattanooga is a great culture of innovation, especially with the gig tank and the 3D printing that you mentioned. And I see Chattanooga continuing to innovate, companies here becoming larger, the startup culture continuing, and the innovations that are here needing both patent protection as well as other protections such as trademark. I agree. And as I go around the southeast and around Atlanta and I tell people I'm doing business here in Chattanooga, they all kind of raise an eyebrow and go, oh, Chattanooga. It, it's got a buzzword to it a little bit. And people know that there's a, a thriving community here. So um, I hope you're, you're seeing that and you're relishing in it and you've got a great opportunity here to serve some of these up and coming business here in Chattanooga for sure. Um, and so I'm going to, uh, to apply for a patent. And uh, how long does that process take? It is a lengthy process. I would say anywhere from about 18 to 36 months is typical. Yeah, that's, that's a long time to wait. It is. Some of our clients get a little impatient as we go through the process, but um, they kind of bear through it and get to the end. Yeah. It, it, you know, as you're starting this business and your whole business is revolving around this new idea, your innovating idea, and the government's dragging their feet to get you approved, by that time you're your idea may be old news, the way the world, is, especially technology, is going these days. How do you advise your clients to stay patient and to keep focus on their job and let you do yours? Well, fortunately, when the patent is filed, it secures the priority date for the client. So that means that it really takes a snapshot of that period of time and anything that comes later is not considered in examining that patent. But clients find that having the patent application has other benefits to their company, like increasing the valuation of their company and showing investors that they're serious business people who are innovating. So as soon as your patent is filed is the stamp date uh, when that uh, it registers with the government, even though they may take months after that to approve it, um, you're, you're covered. That's correct. That's good to know. So if anyone is hesitating out there, we, we would encourage them, go ahead and file. Contact someone someone like Timothy at this associate over there at Patterson Intellectual Property so he can begin the process to get your idea on record so no one can come on behind you and make sure that uh, – because uh, that happens these days. You know, somebody comes up with a great idea, and the next guy comes along and just improves it a little bit better. And before you know it, he's the one credited for, um, you know, that great idea. 
Correct. So you have to be aware of that. Okay. Well, thank you, Timothy, so much for taking time out today. Please tell our listeners how they can find more information about you and your services. Sure. They can learn more about my firm and me at Patterson uh, at our website, which is IPLawGroup.com. And I'd be happy if they email me at TLC at IPLawGroup.com. And I see Timothy is also on Twitter at Tim Capria. I spell C-A-P-R-I-A. You can find him there. Also on Facebook, Patterson Intellectual Property Law PC. Link with up, link up with them there on the Facebook world so um, you can stay connected on what's happening in the intellectual property law world. Thank you so much, Timothy. Thank you, Ryan. My pleasure. And thank you to all of our guests today for joining us in studio. Also, thank you to our listeners for being loyal and staying connected with us throughout our time here in Chattanooga Business Radio. Um, if you're out there engaging your audience and doing something wonderful to serve your community, please let us know. We'd like to feature you here on Chattanooga Business Radio. You can contact us directly on the website at businessradiox.com. Thank you to Stone Payton and Lee Cantor for making all this happen. And on behalf of the entire Business Radio X network, I'm Ryan Redhawk McPherson. We will see you on the radio.